Hello and welcome back to Dead by Danny, the only podcast where me, Danny, your humble host, the man who is talking right now this very moment, watches Evil Dead 2 every single day for 30 days because he is extremely bored and it's quarantine time. You will not find another podcast like this anywhere on the internet. Not any podcast with the very description I just gave. You know why? Because this is the only one. This is the only podcast. That's it. That's the end of the sentence. This is the only podcast. So you have to listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, as as uh, as you uh, as you guessed, I did watch Evil Dead two today, as I do every single day, and I think I'm going to dedicate most of this podcast to, of course, reviewing Evil Dead 2, but also addressing basically whatever the fuck I talked about last episode, because after I recorded it, I realized that um, it was awful, and it's still going to go up, whatever, it's fine, it's up currently, I mean, I can't really do anything about it, but yeah, I I basically just gave a plot summary of Evil Dead 2 yesterday. And didn't really do much else. I just kind of talked and got all giddy and excited because talking about Evil Dead 2 gets me excited. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do. I'm not going to, you know? Yeah, you know? Okay. I'm going to, I'm catching myself doing it. And then I keep doing it to try to avoid doing it. But I keep doing it. But that's besides the point. What is the point is that my plot summary of this film was a jumbled, all over the place, inaccurate mess. And I would say things out of order. And I was kind of of the mindset that I was doing uh, an episode of the Scooby-Duo where we can get away with fucking up the plot points and just talking and going on tangents and uh, not being really accurate because it's a comedy podcast and it's about making jokes. Whereas this podcast is really nothing. It's really just me monologuing for half an hour every single day about one of my favorite movies. So I should have probably got a lot of the details correct. But instead, I didn't. I, I didn't get the details correct. Instead, I got them wrong, which is the opposite of what I should have been doing, you know? But uh, it is what it is. Bygones are bygones. And I'm just going to address a couple things. For one, I signed off incorrectly. Episode 2 already fucking up the sign-off. Instead of saying, swallow this, instead of saying, telling your friends to come get some and swallow this podcast, I said, suck on this. Because it's just something, I guess I, I I just get wrong and mixed up, which is just funny. You know? Like, suck on this is not what he says. But it is something that I think he says sometimes because I have a big poo-poo dumb brain. I have donkey brains, one might say. So what I meant to say, and as I will say at the end of this episode, surely, you know is uh, tell your friends to come get some and swallow this podcast. And uh, if I don't say that, you can, you do have permission to burn me at the stake. Um, preferably uh, at medium. I know I'm a filthy animal. I, I, don't, I, I, like, I like my steak to be a little bit more brown, what can I say? But not, not, of course not medium well or, God forbid, well done. But that's besides the point. 
another thing is that I was basically giving the plot summary of Evil Dead 2 out of order and explaining a lot of jokes poorly. So, sorry. And I probably gave some false information when I was giving like little trivia here and there about the plot. So for that, again, I'm sorry. But what I kind of wanted to talk about today is the character of Ash and what is and isn't canon in Evil Dead 2. Specifically Evil Dead 2, but I'm going to hit upon the Evil Dead uh, Army of Darkness and Ash vs. the Evil Dead a little bit because you kind of have to when you're talking about what is and isn't canon. Presumably, when you're thinking of what is canon in the Evil Dead series, you would go, oh, well, of course, they're all canon, right? Every single film happened, right? Uh, Especially Evil Dead 2 is probably the biggest film of all of them, and it's a big jumping-on point for a lot of the fans of the franchise. So you would think, yeah, Evil Dead 2 is canon, but presumably Evil Dead 1 is also canon, Army of Darkness, etc., and in the context of Asher's Evil Dead, you would definitely think that, right? Because you really only have to see Evil Dead 2 to understand pretty much the entirety of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. That's coming from me. I've only seen two seasons of it. I don't know if season three gets more in-depth on, I guess, the, 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 the Army of Darkness aspect of it. Um, I did see a screenshot of them in like a decked-out version of the Oldsmobile, which looks really cool. But I, I can't really speak on season three of Asterisk of the Evil Dead. I never actually saw it. But, uh, yeah, you would think, yeah, Evil Dead 2's canon. Evil Dead 1 even gets uh, events of Evil Dead 1 even get uh, referenced in Ash vs. the Evil Dead. But, like all of the films, essentially, the previous installment in the series has a little bit of retconning to do. And one of the biggest retcons is that the start of Evil Dead 2 essentially... Uh, remakes the first Evil Dead, uh, with Ash and Linda being the only two to go up to the cabin, and then loosely the events of the first film take place, he buries her, and then the action of Evil Dead 2 starts technically, quote-unquote, right where the first one left off, with the uh, shot of, the first-person shot of the evil going through the cabin and running right into Ash. But in watching it this time, and in thinking about what the back of the cover says and how the movie is literally called Evil Dead 2, it got me thinking, you know? Is the Evil Dead still canon in the eyes of Evil Dead 2? Uh, We know Sam Raimi did that installment at the beginning of Evil Dead 2 to avoid copyright issues with the first Evil Dead, but um did he mean for this to be a straight up follow up or a soft reboot and upon watching it today i don't think it was just meant to be a sequel to his soft rebooted cliff notes version of the evil dead i think that this film is meant to actually be a follow up to the evil dead in some way you know what i mean like the back of the vhs tape said as i read it yesterday that he's returning to the cabin and at first I was like well that can't be right wouldn't it really be stupid of him to return to the cabin but then again if you think about it he's not the sharpest tool in the shed and there are contradictory elements to it of course for example the first Evil Dead film ended on a cliffhanger Uh, the Linda the fact that Linda's there (laughs) you know that's a thing 
the fact that in Army of Darkness, he never mentions having gone there with his sister and friends. He only mentions going there with his girlfriend, who is once again recast, I believe. Um, all, all sorts of stuff point towards the first film technically not being canon, except for the fact of how Ash acts throughout this film. In the film, Ash knows about the tool shed. He knows about the chainsaw that's supposed to be behind the curtain. He knows uh, uh, like that when the sun comes up, they'll be fine. He knows all these things about the, the, the Evil Dead, essentially, even though a lot of elements from the first film are rehashed in this film as a sort of rewrite of it, per se. Uh, for example, he knows that there's a trick with Henrietta and the cellar. There's a lot of things which Ash knows in this film that he would have only learned in the first film. However, the way the film starts is essentially like a rewrite of it. It's odd. And I might be just looking too far into it. It might not really matter that much. But I do got to fill half an hour every single day with one of these podcasts. So at some point I have to speak about this. And in my opinion, I'm going to start watching this movie from the mindset that it's Ash returning to the same cabin. Because, you know, he, he, he was able to, quote unquote, win the first time, you know. So why would it happen again? So let me go back there with my girlfriend and we can hang out because I know it's abandoned and I know all this stuff about it, which is, I guess, in character with Ash <laughs> because we know he's not the brightest tool in the shed and pretty much the entire action of Ash versus the Evil Dead television series is because he got high and he decided to read the words of the Necronomicon for, for some crazy reason. And we, and we know he's kind of a fool. So it wouldn't be completely out of character for him to return there with a girlfriend. But it does seem a little bit, a little bit stupider than uh, his typical stupid. Which, I don't know, I think it almost adds like another layer of comedy and irony to the whole thing. It, it, it's, it's, it's essentially like the actual serviceable part of the plot. The actual reason why it's in there has nothing to do with the story. It's merely a technical reason for copyright issues. But when you start to think about it in, in canon, especially because bringing it back to Ash vs. the Evil Dead again, uh, that show confirms that his sister died there and shows a clip from the first Evil Dead film. There, there's an episode where he goes back to his family house and it talks about that aspect of it. So... I think in the grand scheme of things, we are meant to believe that the Evil Dead did occur, especially because by the time Annie and Ed and Bobby Joe and Jake all arrive, he knows what's going on, and not just because of the hijinks that were happening and the pratfalls and the laughing buck and the dancing with the lamp, but I think it's because... <laughs> <laughs> he was already the final girl of the last film, so he fucking gets it by now, you know what I mean? Which I think is just, in and of itself, a big old joke. Making fun of the idea of a sequel getting bigger and better, or reimagining and all that kind of stuff. Ah, <sighs> Yeah, it's, it's just odd. But I don't think it matters that much, ultimately. 
Like, I don't actually care. But it's a thing that, it's a thing that should be talked about, you know? I'm sure you know. You know because you're listening, okay? And as of right now, I don't have many listeners, but, but uh, if at some point someone else is listening to this episode, then you do know. You do care just enough. Just a little bit enough, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, I feel like I'm dying down, but I do got to keep talking. I do got to keep talking to at least fill nearly half an hour. I think the first episode was like 29 minutes, but, uh, last episode was like 40 minutes. So who's to say I can't just do a 20 minute one. We'll see. Do I have more to talk about? I mean, last episode I did talk about Ed. And how he's a useless bullshit character and I don't like him. But I mean, I, uh, I don't think he's a bullshit character. I just don't like him as a man. Like I look at Ed and I'm like, you know, you in particular as a person, I don't really like you. Yeah. And, and I paid attention this time, like very specifically to what happens to Ed. And I didn't really, <laughs> I still don't know why he gets possessed. I think it's because he's a stupid man and he deserves it. But I was watching closely to everything Ed was doing while he was on screen. Everything. And I was like, Ed, what is, uh, what is going on here? What, when, when do you get sick and possessed? What, what happens? How does this work? And I was paying really, really close attention, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> and still, when he rises up and he announces that he were the things that were and shall be again, and that he wants to to uh, swallow their souls and that they're going to be dead by dawn and everything. I still didn't get it. I still was just watching. And I was like, Ed, you know what? This is a really good scene in the movie. You're a really bad person, and I like to see you die because I hate you. I have an irrational hatred for you, Ed. But how did you get possessed? How did you manage? Is it just because you're such a stupid, dumb bitch? I think I'm going to go with that. I think the fact that Ed got possessed is because he's such a stupid, dumb bitch. And that's the new canon. There, uh, we're we'll, we're gonna add things to the canon. Not only am I saying I'm putting the little ga- like little hammer, putting I'm burying the shovel and the and the hatchet and wiping the cleaning the slate, you know, and um, all all of the metaphors and idioms I could be using right now. And I'm putting my foot down, and I'm and I'm dr- and I'm dropping the glove whatever whatever metaphor of choice you want to rely on. And I'm going to say that The Evil Dead is canon in Evil Dead 2 and all the follow-ups, and that Ed only got possessed because he's a stupid, dumb bitch man, and that he deserved it. And the reason why his uh, blood was green was not to avoid a X rating. No, no, no. It was because he's he was... He's less than human, and he doesn't deserve to have red blood. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Oh, that's a yawn. You just heard me yawn. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna leave that in. I don't. I don't feel like cutting that out. But uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what else I have to say. But I do know I have to keep talking at least a little bit longer because it would be weird to have a 15-minute episode of a podcast. So maybe... Uh, um, may, uh, I know there's there's the, the Freddy Krueger glove, you know? I know. You know. I know. We both know. 
but <laughs> the Freddy Krueger glove in the tool shed. So maybe I'm going to put that on the table. Maybe Freddy Krueger canonically lived in that, in that uh, not that shed, but the, the cabin. <laughs> you know? And that Elm Street is not too far. And maybe Professor Noby was one of the people who, uh, who, who killed uh, Freddy Krueger while he was living. And he stole his glove and he put him in his shed. And that's why this whole, this whole escapade with the Necronomicon befalled him. He was cursed. When he, you fuck with the Kruger, you get the, you, you get the Evil Dead trilogy. And that's all I have to say about that, you know. So, so what have we, what have we accomplished today? Is what I really want to get to. We've accomplished uh, that Ash is the only reason. <laughs> why Ash seems to know anything that's going on in Evil Dead 2 is because he stupidly went back to the cabin because he's a dumb idiot person. <laughs> he's a stupid, he's a stupid, dumb buffoon man. And he brought his girlfriend to the cabin just for all this shit to happen again. And, um, I don't really have... Wait, 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 what am I, I'm just, I'm having like a stroke right now. Also, I remember last episode, I was looking for a term to describe Jake and Bobby Joe, and what I was looking for was salt of the earth, and I was having such a mental fart that I couldn't really even come up with that, and that's sad, right? Like, that's not, that's, that's stupidity at its, like, core. And I probably shouldn't have <laughs> forgot that. You know what I mean? But what I was trying to say is that they are salt of the earth people. They're like they're like on the ground floor, blue collar hillbillies. You know? I don't even know if I'm using the right term. I should look up what salt of the earth means. Salt. Does it mean like they're homegrown? Let me see. Salt of the earth. Nope, I just used the wrong thing. It says here it's the an individual or group considered as a representative of the best or noblest elements of society. So that's not what I was looking for. They're not salt of the earth. They're like hillbillies. God damn it. This is going to be... I'm not going to let this one escape me. Let me see. Um, hillbillies syndoms? Maybe it's it's there. A cinnamon, a bumpkin, boar. These are rude. These are like mean things. Hick. What is that? Clodhopper? What does that mean? I've never heard that. That just... These sound like slurs. <laughs> Rube? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Is it, well, I see backwoods man and woman. Uh, backwoods is the, what I use to describe them. Let me see. As in redneck? As in hayseed? As in hick, as in hillbilly, let me see, as in redneck, rural, lo local yokel, that's a fun one, good old boy, <laughs> country boy, girl, God, what is, hay really hayseed, that's a thing people call human beings, you're a hayseed person.
Rustic. Okay, I can see that. Chad. I keep saying Chad. It's Claude Hopper. Who the fuck is calling a, a human a Claude Hopper? She did not think father was a Claude Hopper, and I'm sure he is not. But <laughs> what if she should think me a clown and a Claude Hopper as Tom Tracy does? What is this from? The Claude Hopper had got her. And I had only toiling in the service. Dude, I, th I feel like these are fictional words. I feel like I'm looking at these and these are not real terms. But my, my blood-soaked brain is, is like really like my, the, the, the little electric charges in my brain are really firing and off. And they're, they're making me see things that aren't real. What does rube? What does rube mean? Let me see. Rube. Rube. It can't be something like an unsophisticated person from a rural area. Semicolon. A hick. Come on. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> a male given name. Form of Reuben. So that can't be it because neither of them are called Reuben. Maybe if I go to the specific characters, if I look up their specific characters, there'll be like a description there. Bobby Joe was the girlfriend of Jake. She and Jake offered to take Annie Noby and Ed Gently, that dumb bitch man, to the cabin. Okay. So that doesn't say anything. In fact, that says nothing even. Maybe if I go to Jake. I kind of want to do an episode dedicated just to Bobby Joe. Let me see. Jake was Bobby Joe's boyfriend. Mm. The owner of Jake's Gas and Go. Oh, okay, they own a gas station. Very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He first appeared in Evil Dead 2, and he is one of the Hellbillies. Okay, what is this? The Hellbillies are a family of local folk living in the woods surrounding the cabin. Jake and Bobby Joe are the first of them to make an appearance in the franchise. Okay, this is interesting. There are other franchise? There are other Hellbillies? What is it? Evil Dead Hail to the King. Oh, in the in a PlayStation video game. Okay, what is it? In Evil Dead Hail to the King, the Hellbillies are more clearly represented as deadites. Ash fights their possessed selves in the game and also finds the boomstick in their house. Oh, I get it, because, you know, they're... They're hellbillies, okay? Like, they're, like, conservative people with guns. And their house is called Hellbilly Land. He also finds that particular family's grandmother locked in the attic, who also mutates into a giant spider. Okay. So, what makes these people hellbillies? Profiling? <laughs> First appearance, Evil Dead 2. Last appearance, The Dark Ones. What is this? Is this? Oh, this is an episode of the television show. You know, I'll give it... That show is pretty good. I should probably finish that. Oh, oh, you see his corpse. Okay. That's clever. He has, he has probably one of the best deaths in all of the franchise, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I mean, we're not here to confirm whether or not 
Bobby Joe is a hillbilly. We're here to confirm that uh, Ash was returning to the cabin because he's a fucking dumb idiot. Um, that Freddy Krueger canonically lived in that cannon and that Ed was only possessed because he was a dumb fucking idiot. He was, as the kids call him, a himbo. He was a he's a big old blonde fucking dumb idiot man. <laughs> well, they don't have himbo here on dictionary.com, but they have bimbo, which is something you should not be saying to women. You should not call women bimbos, but you can call Ed Gently. Is that his name? Was that his last name? Gently? What a dumb idiot. Gently. Who I mean, also first of all, um Am I missing something, or did people send telegrams in the late 80s? Was that a thing? Now I'm going to start looking that up. Is that, canon- is that canonical? Did people, P- I misspelled people because I'm typing with one hand. Did people send telegrams? <coughs> I'm sorry. In 87. Telegram. Oh, whoa. A New York Times article from August 7th, 1987. Telegrams are on the wane. This is a digitized version of the article. Okay. During the Iran-Contra hearings from Capitol Hill, the telegram was stacked in front of Lieutenant Colonel Oliver L. North. Whoa. I just, that, I just slurred all those words together. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Telegram delivery boys were phased out. In 1968, gone are singing telegrams. Given up in 1972, the army stopped sending telegrams to families of soldiers during the Vietnam War, and the company's monopoly on the domestic telegram business was broken in 1979. In 1945, there were 3,500 Western Union offices around the United States. Today, the company now uses local agents. There are only eight. Doesn't Western Union do, like, wiring money in banking? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Let me see. It's like what happened to the five-cent cup of coffee, the ten-cent cigar. Whoa. I used to work at a coffee shop. Now coffee's, like, I mean, a regular cup of coffee will still be, like, around $2. But, like, a latte or something special with, like, espresso in it will run you, like, Four, five dollars. Let me see. Um, telegrams are still popular on Mother's Day, Christmas, and Thanksgiving. Can I still? Oh, it costs ten dollars and seventy-five cents for ten words. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! Can I still send? Can I still send telegrams today? Let me see. Yes, it is still possible to send a personal, hand-delivered telegram. Now that's hot. Can I send a telegram in 2019? You can order a telegram online, and it will be delivered to the recipient on paper. Enter the street address, the recipient, and your message, and pay by credit or debit card. It will be delivered, it will be delivered by a courier to the door of the recipient in a sealed envelope. That's hilarious. Oh, I can send it right now. Holy shit. This podcast has gone a little bit off the rails, but this is like the good stuff, you know? 
itelegram.com. Oh, this is so cool. Does it still cost like $11 for 10 words? Because that's preposterous. Let me see. Let me see. Send a telegram. Maybe it'll show me the pricing when I look at this. Okay. <laughs> so basically, for a first-class priority telegram, you have to pay $28.95 as a flat fee and 75 cents per word. Okay? Per word. So if I wanted to send 10 words, that would be $7.50 on top of the $29 flat fee. Then there's the mailgram where you pay $18.95 and you can write up to 100 words. That's less than a tweet and it costs $20. Okay? And that will take three to five business days. So it'll get there in a week. So what you can do if you're a dumb fucking idiot like Ed is you can send telegrams back and forth in the late 80s instead of just, you know, using a telephone because Alexander Graham Bell is rolling in his grave. <laughs> but you can send a telegram for like... And what was the telegram that he said he received was a... A, something about translating the pages of the Necronomicon that she found more of them. So I don't know how many words that would be. Let's say it's a... Let's just be nice, I guess, and assume it was 10 words like a Mother's Day card. And it'll. Uh, let's assume it would be $11, like the New York Times said in that article from the very year this movie came out. Let's assume she spent $11 to telegram this man. How much... Would it cost? Let me see. How much? How much would a international How much is a international phone call in 1987? Let me see. This should be Rates on overseas phone calls decline. Okay, this is an article from 1982. Okay, okay. Let's see how much an overseas phone call would have cost in 1982, mind you. Um, trans. It, okay, so in 1927, it cost $75 for three minutes. That's insane. Okay. Let's see how much it cost in the 80s. A three-minute call in 82 is $3.02. That's insane. So for $3.02, but Annie was technically in the UK because the Castle Kandar is King Arthur's castle, which is in England. And it says here... In 1982, mind you, so five years before this movie came out, that it would cost $1.25 to make a phone call. And all she had to do was say, I found more pages and more were translated or whatever she had to say for a mere $1.25 in 1982. So it would have gone down by 1987. Mind you, let me see if this article says anything about that. Because over time, as these telephones become more 
uh, technologically advanced, you can you can charge less for them because more people are doing it. You know what I mean? Supply and demand. If more people are doing it, you can be you can continue your business at a lower rate so that even more people do it. So that means by the time 1987 came around, I don't know what the actual numbers was, but it was probably 75 cents to make a phone call from the UK. <laughs> but instead, she spent $11 to send a telegram to fucking Ed. And on that note, that's the end of the podcast. If you want to hear more of the podcast, as of right now, we are on Spotify and on anchor.fm slash deadbydanny. Uh, I don't know if we'll be on more platforms by the time this episode airs, which would be later tonight, I guess. But basically, the most surefire way to find this podcast is to go to anchor.fm slash deadbydanny. And if you want to listen to my comedy podcast, it's currently on hiatus due to the pandemic. That will be anchor.fm slash scooby-duo. But you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, literally every platform platform for podcasting the issue is that that process usually takes a couple days and since this is a daily podcast it's a little bit more difficult to get it on all the platforms and if you want to follow me on instagram uh i'll post updates about this podcast and you know my memes and filmmaking uh personal filmmaking work as well as commentary on other filmmaking work uh, i'm going to be at dcr films i used to at dcr dot films i believe i used to be at Language of the Comic Nerd since like 2014, but I really got tired of that name a couple years ago and I since changed it. But if you want to follow me, I'm at DCR Films. And that's been it. Okay. Oh wait. I can't I can't end the podcast without talking about the groovy scene. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh to to the to the intro to the groovy scene. Gro- it's groovy time. And that was that was the intro. That was the sting for Groovy Time. I just I'm just gonna insert it here real quickly. Basically, uh, I just I, I laughed. I still laughed at the Groovy scene. I still love it. Hasn't become strenuous for me. It is a little. Uh, by the, basically, as I watch this movie every single day, uh, that last half of the movie starts to drag a little bit for me, and it is a shame that the Groovy scene is so late that my reaction is slowly and slowly dwindling away. But I still did laugh and smile when he said groovy. And uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So if you want, you can tell your friends to come get some and swallow this podcast. That has been Dead by Danny for today. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>